about Jesus as the high priest and the atoning sacrifice for our sins. As you reflect upon what it means to be a follower of Jesus, please reflect on all of what that means. Because we know that Jesus came down to this earth to save us. He was incarnate from God. And he was born of Mary. We know that Mary and Joseph raised him and were his parents. And in doing so, taught him everything they knew about how to live well in this world. But we also know that Jesus, even as a, a preteen, was what stayed at the temple to learn and discuss with, in some ways, authority. He could have these conversations with the, the people, empower the leaders in the synagogue, like no one else seemed to ask. And he was surprised when his parents didn't think he was just going to stay there. He was surprised because he thought, why have you been looking all over for me? Of course I will be in my father's house. Of course I'd be here. They had made their trek back, and it was a day's journey before they realized that Jesus wasn't among the other kids walking with one of the other parents. And it took him a while to try the temple. And we know from what we know of Jesus, that this makes complete sense. So when his mother and his father said to come home, he did. He honored his parents, just like we're called in scripture to honor ours. Sometimes we have times in our families where people don't really understand the whole picture, but we go along because of respect. And I think Jesus parents didn't see the whole picture in that story. His whole life was working up to the point where he was baptized by John. He had to take on that baptism of repentance and then he was, he was uh, led, he was directed, he was pushed, whatever word you want to use, into the wilderness and where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. And when he had withstood all those temptations successfully, he began his ministry. He started calling his first disciples. He would see the healings beginning. He would see all sorts of different ways Jesus came out teaching. And tell it, teaching us more about how to, than about how to live well, how to be successful in our lives, but about the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was on a different paradigm than anyone else the people saw or knew. And, and though he, people may look at him and not see a handsome man, it didn't say he was handsome in scripture. They saw someone that they were drawn to. He, he had an energy. He had an authenticity. He had an authority that no one else had. And in living the way he did, and in how he was able to frame questions in a way that brought out the deeper meaning that people were asking, he was able to move the people farther than they ever could before. We see in scripture, when it talks about the high priest, it talks about kinds of things a high priest would do. And it says here in chapter five, you'll see it at the beginning of that chapter, that 
The high priest was put in charge of things pertaining to God on behalf of the people. The things pertaining to God. They offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. And the difference between our regular high priest and Jesus was that the high priest also offered sacrifices for their own sins. But Jesus was sin-free. He lived sin-free. He lived without this sin that the others had on. And so in his humanity, he was subject to weakness. But in his life, he stood the course. He stood the course. It says here that the high priest was able to deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is subject to weakness. And because of this, he must offer sacrifices for his own sin and those of the people. It says that he doesn't presume to take this honor, but only takes it when he is called by God. The same is true for Jesus. It says in scripture, you are my son, today I have begotten you. God the Father begot Jesus. And calls him a priest forever according to this order of Melchizedek. Now, the order of Melchizedek, Melchizedek was someone who wasn't in the line of Aaron but was named by God a priest. And so when God references the order of Melchizedek, he's, he's referencing a different way that Jesus is priest for he is the son of God. He is the Son of God. We see in Scripture, it says over and over again how Christ paid the atoning sacrifice for all of us. And part of the way he was able to do this was because he did not take on any of his own sin. And, and part of the way he did that is that he died on the cross for each one of us. He could have saved himself, but he didn't because he knew he had to die for the sake of us all. In, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew scriptures, we see in the Jewish tradition that animals were sacrificed for sin. They were, and they had to be a, a lamb or a turtle dove or a pigeon that was free from defect. They were generally white in nature and to show their purity. And each year on the Day of Atonement, the said this, these sacrifices were made not only for people's personal sin, not only, but they were made for the sins of all the sins that we don't know and the sins we do. Jesus and the act of being the atoning sacrifice for us paid the price for each one of us across the board. And what we're called to do is accept that forgiveness, that new life, that atoning sacrifice Christ made for us. Think about that for a minute. How far Christ went for you and for me. What it means to have a shepherd who supplies our needs. One of my favorite things about a shepherd is that they spend their time living with their sheep. You know, Jesus lived with us too, right? The shepherd spends time living with the sheep. He knows the sheep, and the sheep know him by name. 
Christ knows us by name, and we recognize our shepherd's voice. When Jesus calls, we're able to answer. We're able to say, here I am, Lord. Yes, Lord, I hear you calling, calling for you and for me. We hear this, and sometimes we know that we get off course like sheep do. It's almost like they follow this rabbit trail uh, across the, the valley or a, a beautiful field or even up and down the mountain. And something will pull them so far off track. That's why a shepherd has a crook. So that when the sheep is going off the edge of a cliff, they can grab that sheep by the neck and pull it back. And isn't that what God does for us? When we're about to go headlong off a cliff, that our shepherd pulls us back. The Holy Spirit nudges and directs us and tells us that we need to change course. We need to listen.